0: Everybody, fantastic interview today with Moni from Deja Vu Systems. Uh, I really enjoyed this one, Patty. He's such yeah. an industry legend. It was a lot of fun. It was a
1: lot of fun. And, and actually, I had forgotten how much of a legend he was. You know, right. like right? right. I mean, if you ever like, sold
0: a Nure terminal from Lipman, that was Moni. <laughs> that
1: was, yeah, I, you know. I never realized that, you know. And um, and then I think that your your questions from the field was a, was an awesome one this time because I think what you're offering is something that the that the uh, industry can really use maybe yeah, trying us try to, try to
0: kind of map out this idea of you know generating leads with telemarketers which a lot of you might think well that's dead and it is as far as appointment scheduled leads not dead but it's very expensive and difficult but we've come up with a, a new model so it's something i'm making available to isos and agents that have the budget that they want to look into it um uh, but more importantly I, I kind of map it out in the in the that segment so you can get an idea of how to do it yourself uh, if you are not looking to work with a company like mine to do it so uh, we have that in the and then Patty talked to us about uh, the insiders with uh, X.
1: Yeah, X marks the spot, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> Elon Musk is uh, has made it clear that he wants to come after PayPal. James and I have, I think, a very interesting discussion about how that might go, how that might uh, play out. Yeah. Good and stuff. Um, this episode is brought to you by Nativia. Nativia Banking. Awesome. James, what note. do you say we get on with the um, with the episode?
0: Yeah, let's jump in. I think one of the things I'll mention real quick here, I always say, is uh at this time, uh, you know, neither Moni or Deja vu is a paid advertiser sponsor, right? client doesn't mean I won't work with them in the future, but as of right now, we don't have any of that. It's just a, a interview with an industry legend. So with that in mind, let's jump in.
2: Welcome to the Merchant Sales Podcast.
0: Hey everybody, we are here today with Moni Zanu, who is the CEO of IPOS Systems. How are you doing today, Moni?
3: How are you, James? Thanks very much for taking the time.
1: Absolutely, Uh, great to have you. being here.
3: Hello, Patty.
0: Yeah, so uh, today we're gonna talk about integrated payments in the future of hardware and just there's so many interesting trends going on. And of course, Moni has been at the center of these trends for quite a long time now. Um, Before we dive into all of that though, Moni, I'd love to get your story. Uh, How did you end up, and I've actually never heard the story, so I'm very curious to hear. How did you get into this crazy (laughs) industry? Uh, And then how did you end up kind of doing what you're doing now?
3: Okay. All right. So um, I actually got to the country in 1990. Um, I finished my BA in the university after my army service. I served five years um, in in the Israeli army. And um, I came to America with an idea, with some patented idea in marketing um, that ended up not not exactly what i expected but through this i needed a job i started as a tennis pro just to pass the time and then i found an ad in the israeli paper that offered no green card uh, you know etc you can go ahead and, and and work and i became a salesperson i sold credit card machine and credit card accounts for uh peach tree or this right. one of the first uh, reiteration of the uh, isos and then uh, from there, um, met my wife, uh, went to uh, Israel to get married, got introduced to Lippman, suggested to Lippman to open a division in the United States. Um, they gave me $10,000, three months, said, look, do what you can do. Wow. End up, he sold the company for $800 million 14 years later. Right. Um, moved to Miami for... Um, of course, during this period, I grew my family, um, and um, and then uh, we moved to Miami for a few years. In Miami, we established uh, Deja Vu. Um, right. I had a non compete, which I thought was a blessing, but end up being a curse because it's not a good idea not to be employed. And then uh, we got <laughs> started. So um, and and uh, then I called my executive team from Lipman. Uh, they were at Verifone at the time. I said, guys, do you want to join? They said, yes. I said, okay, I'll give you 25% interest in the company. And and that's how we started. Uh, Michael Grossman, Joe Casella, mm-hmm. Lori Pagnozzi, um uh, myself, David Benassoulin, my my brother-in-law, and uh, my wife, Mira. So we started the business. The kids were under this table in height. And uh, today they all grown past universities, um, three of them work in the company, which wow. I'm very proud that's great. of that. And, uh, you know, that's my short that's story, an awesome story. That's an
1: awesome story. Wow. That's an awesome story, Moni. M-
3: maybe, maybe it's the American dream. Yes, I would no, say so. I, I, I think it's the American dream. I, uh, mean, I would th- I would say so. So when America had a dream, I think I took advantage of it. So (laughs) hopefully it still have a dream.
0: Yes, absolutely. I love it. That's, yeah, that's a fantastic story. You know, it's interesting about that. I actually did not know about your connection with Lippman. So that's super interesting. I didn't realize that that's actually how you got into all that in the the terminal. I I
3: changed. I'm the founder of Lippman.
0: So you're like Lipman US. That's, where, that's Lipman
3: where it all started. US, Lipman Latin America accounted for 140 million out of the 240 million sales that they had when they sold to Verifone. Right, right, and probably most of the profits.
0: Yeah, that's great, man. I love it. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. so so as we get into this topic, talking about hardware and the future of the industry with verticalization. Um, I always like to zoom out a little bit because I think it's easy for us in the payments industry to kind of, you know, look internal of you know, what, what we think is important. But I'd love to get your thoughts on the small business owner today. So as we think about small business owner USA, what is it that they want from a payment processor? How is that different from, you know, 10 years ago? And like, what does that mean to you?
3: So um, honestly, um, I think to answer this question, one has to think, who's really making the sales in our industry? Is it a pull or is it a push? And I think that it's mostly a push. Hmm. Because if you think about at least our crowd, the agents, the ISOs, the ISVs, maybe a little less on the ISVs, but they go out there, they get their merchants. Yeah. And then they need to convince them that they should switch to them or use their system or use their their, their product. Right. So I think if it's a, a, um, if it's a push, then, then the question is, what is the tools that those people will have when they go and try to convince a merchant? So now, does merchant need security? Of course, does merchants need you know competitive rate? Yes, but it's all a race to the bottom and we know it. Right. So we think that the differences are where either the ISOs or the merchants has an edge and creating the edge, for example, do cash discounting, right? right. So. True cash discount is today what we promote. You know, we patented whatever. It doesn't matter now. We've been copied as usual, but it's okay. <laughs> but we started with custom fee. We started with you know with 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 different surcharge programs, with convenience fee programs. Eight nine years ago, um, we did for government. We did for private enterprise. We did for uh, um, you know debit and and credit and all of those things. So this is one thing that makes a big difference. Um, I think the other difference is that registers today became a more centric offering in the ISO world. Um, 10 years ago, they sold credit card machines and merchant accounts. Today, a lot of them are offering POS systems. And then with that, of course, comes semi integration and with that comes sophistication, then added value features, etc. But at the base of it, if you look at the success of Square, and sum up, and add in, etc. You see that uh, or Clover, for that matter. Mm-hmm. You you starting to look at uh, um, ecosystem that takes A to Z and bring it to the merchant. Mm. And my job is to help the ISO compete with this particular offering. Right. That alone, they cannot do it as effective as if you have a fintech company like us helping them. So the merchant, is they moving to Android? Absolutely. They love Android. Um, Do they need buy now, pay later? Of course. Do they need merchant loan? Some percentage of them do need it. But what they're gonna need in the future is one question. The second question is, what systems are unique to them right now that we can make a difference, we can create a difference? And so I think what merchants wants is not to pay more than they pay today, save some money if they can save money. Um, And mostly merchants wants to get traction. They want to get increased business. But do they expect, and that's the question, do they expect the credit card processor provider to increase their business? Right. The answer is most likely no. Mm -hmm. What is our job? To make sure that we can do that. And so that's where we bring program and features and integration options and and supplemental services. You know, some will go into the credit card terminal by the base functionality, like cash discount or tax or tip adjust or all of those things, but others would be complementary. It would be the other systems, the other features, for example, a QuickBook integration or an auto dealer integration. Right or uh, a marketing campaign direct to Google, or uh, all of those features are the keys Mm. to my ISO, that I consider my ISO, although I don't own them, my agent, when he goes and he presents my system in front of a merchant, he should have a lot more tools to be successful.
0: Mm. So I love that. Uh, You know, one one question I would have that, that kind of builds off of that, you've worked with so many ISOs over the years, um, you know, when you look at the competition that they're facing today, you already mentioned Square. Uh, we think about, you know, the vertical specific, uh, fin, you know, uh, pay facts like uh, Toast, um, you know, a lot of small ISVs out there that are going vertical specific as well. Yeah, true. What, what are these challenges? I talk to ISOs, uh, you know, all day long, every day now, and there's a lot of challenges facing them. In your mind, what is what are their biggest challenges today and what should they be doing? How should they be adjusting to this new reality of integrated payments and verticalization?
3: So, um, first of all, they got to get on board. I mean, um, yes. I'll give you a personal example, as you're probably very well aware of. I think I was sleeping too. You know, four years ago, I didn't think I should have been in the gateway business. Mm-hmm. I really didn't think so. I thought it was competitive in nature to my interface vendors, which mean the processor, the Visa, the the. Right. the teases the global, et cetera. And I said, look, why would I go and, you know, and right. and, and then my ISO started to have their own gateways. And then I said, okay, if I create my own gateway, then they see it as a threat. And then I learned my lesson. I understood that it was wrong, okay? And so um, I, I think that um, the challenge of my ISOs, the ISOs in the market, anybody who's offering it, they need to provide an ecosystem, an omni-channel, something that answers all the needs of the merchants on a one single sign-up uh, company. Ideally, one company. Why? Because Square is a single company. First Data is a single company. Sum Up is a single company. Okay, and 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 you even take very successful companies like Lightspeed or Vend or whatever. They still needed the interface. Right to our terminals. So that means they're missing an element. Square right. closed that gap, right? Now right. Square is moving into banking, into bank accounts, merchant loans, uh, whatever it is. And of course they had their inventory. Right. So I think the ISOs truly need to be able to present themselves as I, I got it all. I can cover you in the store. I can cover you online. I can cover you on your phone with a tap on phone. I can cover you when you have a host payment page that you need. If you have recurring billing, I'll give you the solution for it. And and even if you need simple inventory, I'll build it into your gateway if I can. So you don't need to go into my other system, which is the other thing ISO needs. And that is a clover like a square-like retail restaurant uh, solution. So right. what Deja Vu try to do, is to give them as many as, as 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 possible of those features, and by doing so, I think I'm equalizing the game. Cannot get into the rate, but you know, I give you an right. example. The other day, a, a young ISO I introduced to the industry, and I'm not sure if I did the right thing, but I did. So uh, <laughs> he works today with one of the ISOs, and he came with a bank with an, a, a bank a bank deal. i um, sorry, an hotel deal. Okay, so. Uh, first hotel out of 20 hotels he promised. And then he says, okay, so what's the rate? And he says, "Moni, there's a problem. I mean, the the offer is 4 cents per transaction, no interchange, no fees, no nothing, just 4 cents per transaction. And I said, okay, and how do you gonna fight with this? And he said, well, I don't know, I'm calling you. What should I do? And I said, look, The only way you can compete with it, you're going to have to equalize that, but you're going to have to find a way to make money in a different way. And I gave him a few ideas of how to do it. Um, Here's another thing that ISO needs to think about. ISO probably don't realize for the most part that most of the money in this industry is made by the issuers, obviously, right? Everybody knows that, but what does it mean to the ISO? To the iso today most isos it means almost nothing right but it should it should tell them that they should go after the consumers right because the money is with the consumers really right so what do you need to do you need to do loyalty you need to do rewards and you need to have a marketing campaign built around that so then you can go back to your merchants and then tell to the merchant okay mr merchant look today here's your volume tomorrow I can at least increase it by 5% and I can get this customer to come back and I can give you the analytics out of my own data that I'm getting out of your terminal, even if I don't have your register, and I will go ahead and give you some, 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 some loyalty and, and some repeated business and maybe even increased business. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about increased business, we need to think about buy now, pay later. Okay. That's very important. Right. We need to provide that. So, right. so we created in IPOSpace, we created this alternative payment module that consolidate all this alternative payment into one, you know, section of the, of the payment. Um, I think yeah. that's the answer. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Very, very, very cool. Okay. So we also have a lot of um, vertical specific ISVs out there in our audience. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's talk about them for for a minute or two. I'm sure you work with a lot of software companies that are looking to monetize payments, right? Mm-hmm. So what are the challenges you see them facing, and and how do you see the market shifting in terms of the relationship between ISOs and ISVs?
3: So I think in principle, maybe I'll start with the end. I, I think okay. there's consolidation, right? We see a lot of consolidation. And, and, sure. and we understand that everybody, so either you're going to create your own inventory control program, that's going to take you five years, or you're going to join somebody that already has it and it's proven, etc. So um, I think what ISV wants, for the most part, because they already have the system, they want a reliable connection to the payment side. What right. The most important thing for them is don't ever take me down. Well, right give me up make sure that you stay in connection mm-hmm. make sure that i have somebody to call that i can i can support i can be supported when i have a problem etc mm-hmm. Deja Vu now has over 200000 spin inter, uh, spin merchants that means 200000 across 400 to 450 different vars that has chosen our rest api json xml spin protocol and he's connecting to us 99% through the proxy, through our cloud. So the next thing ISV wants, in my opinion, is not to worry about the local area network in the store. Mm -hmm. He wants to, he he needs to think about service because every call he gets, it's dollars and time and a risk to his portfolio. So the reason I believe we have so much success with this, we started with 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 the novo. The novo was a back office data that simply right. you backed up at the end of the day after the settlement, and we kept it on your cell phone, on your tablet, and you'll be able to see it. And of course, spin is is part of the novo. So we found that ISV at times like the data so much because they said they don't get such data from their processor. Right. But, but 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 they got the data from us and they got all the slices and the analytics of what was sold and et cetera, and returns and refunds, et cetera. So I, I think this is uh, um, th- the most important thing to them. The, the next thing that ISV wants, every opportunity is a little different than the rest. So over the last, uh, I would say eight, 10 years, we've developed now uh, the spin protocol with so many webhooks and so many features. And of course it supports every single function of the terminal as they know it. And most recently when we did the QuickBook integration, we did something very special. We told the terminal to tell back to the register that I'm getting paid in cash. Why? Remember the dual pricing? What happened if in the dual pricing scenario, the customer says, okay, here's my cash but I already sent the transaction to the terminal. I need to do something about it to be legit, right? Right. So I press the cash, we created a spin function that goes back into the register and say, expect cash. We didn't finish. Don't think it's done. And then when he does it, the next thing we do, we get back the confirmation. Once we get the acknowledgement on the cash receipt, now we send the transaction to QuickBooks online and automatically, we handle the accounting in the store. Um, VAR integration, auto dealer integration we did is very important. Here's another thing that we did that is actually cool for ISVs and for ISOs. We've provided now um, L2, L3 autofill function. That means that many corporate cards can actually get anywhere between forty, sometimes sixty, and up to eighty basis point discount on the interchange, which the ISO keeps.
0: Yeah, I was just, I was and, just talking to Dave Humphrey about this the other day because they they just implemented mm-hmm. it, and he was telling right. he was he was raving about it and like oh this is crazy yes. like, he, he was it's,
3: amazed. It's listen it's, when I heard I said my God why it's not done before. So you know we've done it and 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 we have now with the C D K interface which is this auto dealer interface. Um, we're talking about millions of transactions that are legible for discount. And so what ISV wants, what ISO wants, he want to ma- they want to maximize their transaction and maintain the loyalty of their customers. They want retention.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: No, that's true. Okay, let's shift gears just a little bit and talk a little more specifically about IPOS um, yeah. and your suite of solutions.
3: Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, so IPOS um, is the holding company. Deja Vu is the brand, by the way. So right. um, people, I, I got mixed up with this. You know, I, I, when I moved <laughs> to Puerto Rico, I said, okay, it's time for us to use our, head, you know, our, our holding name. We are IPOS. Um, then I hired this marketing company, my daughter did. And, you know, I wasn't surprised when they told me, you're wrong. You're hundred percent wrong. (laughs) You you need to keep deja vu. That's your brand. And and so now we deja vu and IPOs company in small, you know, right there. Right. (laughs) So, okay. So, so, so what deja vu is doing. Okay. Um, we, um, I see my mission statement, like I stated before is to give this technology. Yes, but mostly to give choice. Uh, the most important thing that 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 deja vu can do for its customer is to give choice to be reliable and to keep our family oriented business the way we handle our customer for 33 years mm. true and holding true for every single small agent ISO or big you know fat ISO it doesn't matter everybody's the same that's why in our company we have, just a bit over 200 employees. 140 of them are in R&D and in service, split it about 90 to 50 or 100 different 40, okay? And because those are the two elements that are the most important thing in our company. Innovation, yes, but reliability and choice and level of service, these are the things that makes or breaks a company. I mean, as you know, with iPospace, which is a fantastic gateway, I'm so very proud and thankful for Venkat and his team in in Chennai, India, doing all this amazing work. But they couldn't do their work without the foundation that we've created in Deja Vu and the knowledge that we had in Deja Vu with our standalone terminals. And today, if you look at our ratio, um, yes, there's good movement toward the gateway, but still the majority of our business is in DVPay, the Android line, and and then of course, some of Castle lines et cetera. Um, And and we want to cater to every ISO to his needs. Some want gateway, some have their own gateway and they don't want us as a gateway. Um, Some say, okay, gateway to gateway makes sense because because I want your features and I know it's gonna take me a couple of years to do it. So I'll I'll do it. Some said, absolutely not, never do but so so we give the choice um the other thing that i think ipos will do in the future and we already started with two instances um but we're probably going to move to three or four new instances of ipos pays this year which mean customers that use us and then said thank you very much i'm good now let me take it from here and I cannot pay you three hundred thousand dollars a month in fees. I better pay you fifty thousand in maintenance and move all my portfolio to my instance. I want it behind my mm. PCI. Keep me up. Keep me up with features. You know, but 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 I need to be on my own. So I think we want to be a technology center for the ISOs and for mm-hmm. the ISVs. We want to solve the problem. We want to give them solution. Sometimes we come up with idea. Sometimes they come up with idea. Um, Rarely we block one feature from everybody. Uh, Sometimes it happens only twice that I can remember, was very unique, a lot of dollars were paid. Okay, we gave a little bit of time, but ultimately we have one big source code with three manufacturers going into four this year. Four different manufacturers, three of them are Android, the gateway system, the back office of De novo, our own Deja Pay Pro for the ones that don't want or cannot do their own inventory control, but they need it in order to sell a complete package. And offer this to our market as as, as a solution. And the last thing that that we're gonna do this year, which is for the first time, we started to deal with the banks. Um and, and we normally didn't. I mean, we never did uh, PNC, FNB, B of A, um, now we do. So so, so, we, we, we're in order to do so, the company had to grow. Um, so what do you mean? Corporate government, uh, all kinds of standards, ISO standards, you know, you need to go through oh, the yeah. motions. So um, now with more personnel, with a lot more executives, admittedly with my kids coming back from universities and saying, Dad, you don't know what you're doing. I mean, <laughs> we need to do this a little bit different. To you, right. you know, um, but but it's true. For example, my daughter came with with this notion of we are a family business. We are a uh, uh, very unique in the way we maintain our employees over twenty to thirty years. Um, we 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 almost never let go, never fire. Um, so. He says, this is a very emotional, you know, kind of field that we have. It's a very family business yeah. and it's not communicated correctly to the market. Mm. So what do you do about this emotional connection to your customers? Yeah. Except telling you love them all the time, but, you, <laughs> but, but they need to feel it somehow. Right. So, 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 you know, we rebranded, we did, you know, the website, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and most importantly, we invest, we invest a lot of money in 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 creating the best possible solution and the service of it.
0: Yeah. You know, I have one follow-up question. I know we're about out of time, but I've just I I, sure. I don't know why I didn't include this originally, but one thing I've been asking a lot of people about that you would have a probably unique insight on. So as we look at again going back a little bit here, but vertical specific software. Okay. So we think about vertical specific software. In the card not present world, you know, it's just taken over, right? I mean, every vertical that's card not present, there is, there's 20 or 30 or 40 different vertical specific software companies with all these unique integrations and features. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons for that is that the barrier became really low, right? If you want to develop a new software, it's not that hard anymore. You hire three developers, you give them six months, you've got an MVP. But now as we see that shifting to card present... Which hasn't been quite, you know, there's a lot of card present verticals that don't have a ton of, of specific solutions out there, largely because of certification of hardware and these barriers of like, how do you, how do I get my, I've got, I've got my web app, but I need to get it into a physical location device without having to spend a year getting EMB certified and certification with the processor and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So where where do you see this going? Because I'm sure you're thinking about this a lot because your solution seems kind of ideally positioned for that trend. What are your your thoughts on that?
3: So um, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of verticals. So the first thing is for time to market, they need a simple, API right. for interface for payment to get going okay sure. that's good. so 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 that 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 is important um but I'm not sure that you're right about the six months I mean it, it it takes a little bit of time but what you need to do is no matter what you do you need to give the integrator multiple payment option that even the one that he doesn't think about today for example, when, when, when you have uh, um, a web developer that right. developed this great app and it's right. on let's say iOS or Android, okay or even yeah, I was at NRF this month this this, this week, I just came back. Um, and I went to those integrators, the 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 Sunmi and, and, and and you know the Bluebird and sure. and, and the Samsungs and and, and they' beautiful registers and beautiful solution you know, how many of them came to me and says, hey, we got the NFC here now on the screen. And I said, okay, so where's the insertion? He says, no, 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 we got the NFC. Soft pause, soft pause. So, so, so they think tap on phone. They think tap on phone. So, so just imagine this insurance company that has this application and a thousand agents and, and, and you have the best, you know, the best possible insurance program and it's great and it's working and you go door to door and you sell terms or, or life insurance or whatever it is. And then you wanna take payment. You don't have a space for your credit card machine. You need to do it on your phone. Right. So integrators want to have that, that, that flexibility. Right. So I think this is where we can make a difference uh, to them um, in, in, in providing them and always think about the next thing in payment. The next thing that is going to make a possibility of, think about a a, a restaurant that has already all set up. They have their system, they have everything, and all they need to do now is they want to extend five more stations because they're growing, and all they need really, they need their phone of their waiters to become a tap machines and the rest they can already handle in their application. So that knowledge with the ISVs that this is available, I think is 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 what we at least see ourselves as responsible to do and 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 the yeah. most important thing is perhaps that something that i i i, I want to make sure that i don't forget to tell you is that and it goes back to that yeah. gateway so the gateway as the aggregator of all yeah. the data as right. the focal point and the switching point and believe me we built some amazing you know solution for Different industry, different niches, uh, because at the end of the day, they come to the center, to the hub. From right. the hub, we give them much more quicker time to market and very nice solution.
0: Got it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I like that. So basically, it's, it's omni-channel. You got that kind of almost hub and spoke model. You know, the the hub being it the has gateway, to be the, that way. Yeah. It has
3: to be that way. And 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 mm-hmm. then if 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 they don't do it through IPOS, they do it through their own gateway. Right. And if they're not doing it through their gateway, they're going to Rapid Connect or they're going to somebody right. else. Doesn't matter, somebody else is going to do it. Because ultimately, the transaction is good to be handled on the cloud. It right. could be managed, it could be voided, it could be refunded, it could be manipulated, it could be sent. I mean, right. I'm, I'm thriving to get a, a, a marketing plan for my customers. I want them to go after the consumers. I want to bring the consumer data to the gateway, of course, secure and tokenized, but then go back. Because this is what we did in the the NRF show. We introduced for the first time quietly Deja Vu Extra. Dave may talk to you about that because he loves it. Yeah. Uh, So Deja Vu Extra is a loyalty program from Europe that I adopted and brought. I put it on our tap on phone and I put it on the terminals Okay. and, and it sounds fantastic to do loyalty whatever but then when you go behind the the scene into the merchant portal and you look at the analytics that the data is creating and the campaign that we can build to bring the merch this right. you know how much they charge they can charge as much as 500 dollars per merchant right so so you know here's isos isvs you sell you know credit card processing you make 80 100 200 dollars a month but there's an opportunity to make a lot more and right. be more dependable right right you know if if you if you bring more more value
0: i love it well, Moni, I'm sure we could, uh, Patty and I could could you know serve up I another 50, <laughs> 50 questions here, but we better cut it off here. But before we do, before we end, and I really appreciate your time and your insights. It's been fantastic. Um, may, I want to make sure our audience knows where to go to learn more. So, for those that are ISOs or ISVs, they just want to learn more about working with you and your team. Where would you send them?
3: Um, dejavusystems.com or um, iposystems.com. Both works in this case. Um, <laughs> okay. and then um. um if an email needs to be sell, sent by somebody with query, um, sales at Excellent.
0: Moni, thank you so much again for your time and your insights, uh, really appreciate it and uh, wishing you great success in 2024.
3: Thank you, Betty and James, and thanks for the opportunity to actually share my vision with you. This
0: episode is brought to you by Nativia Banking. If you are not already familiar with what Nativia has to offer, head over to nativia.com banking, and you can learn about their banking services, or head over to nativia.com slash ISO, I-S-O, so nativia.com I-S-O, and you can learn a little bit more about the programs they have available for ISO, so that you can sell banking services and other services in order to build margin in your portfolio. Change the whole
1: nature of your sales process, really, James. I mean, when you can start selling banking services, that's one of the things I think is really cool about this
0: industry right now. I love it. All right, let's dive back into the episode.
2: This is Questions from the Field, brought to you by ccsalespro.com, the leader in merchant sales training and technology. And now, here is Questions from the Field with James Shepard.
0: So, Patty, one of the things I loved from our interview with Moni that really stood out to me, I love his concept of push versus pull.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we you know,
0: haven't talked about that much on, on right. the podcast. Well, and I, and I actually think it's a huge misconception people have about the ISV that is really interesting, mm-hmm. and, and Moni kind of alluded to this, but, you know, the idea, I think, for a lot of ISOs is they think, you know, well, for the ISOs, it's all it's all push, right? We have to sell people. Right. The ISVs, they just build a great solution, and then everybody just flocks to them. Right. No, <laughs> that's not true. That's not the way at it At all, okay? They're they lucky to... if they get their cousin. <laughs> right. It's just they're it's just two sides of the same coin. The right. ISOs have struggled because they're good at pushing, but they don't have any solutions to sell. Right. The ISVs are struggling because they have great solutions to sell, but they don't know how to push. Right. So uh you have two sides of the same coin. And so I thought it would take a minute today to talk about a really interesting program that I've started doing. So um I've been working with my consulting clients for a long time and in a lot of ways that people don't know or understand kind of behind the scenes. But one right. of the things I've done is I've actually built up a really strong relationship and, and a, a you know, level of, of control with it with a call center um, that specializes in payment processing and generating uh, you know leads. Um, uh-huh. But what we've done is we go out there and we push education. And Mm -hmm. and I talk about this this concept a lot, but I've just just in the last month I've really started kind of commercializing it and working with companies on a on a you know long term basis to really set them up with this. And so the idea being, you know, you can work with a company like mine, or you can implement the strategy on your own. But the idea is, you know, think about how you're going to educate like your particular vertical you want to go after. You're going to create an an ebook or a podcast or whatever. Then you can get telemarketers to reach out to those businesses and say, hey. The reason I'm calling you today is we wanted to just, well, we created a, a new ebook called Five Challenges Hair Salons Are Facing in 2024. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you call every hair salon in America and say, Can we send you this ebook? And then they say sure, and you're like okay, great. And then I tell you what we'll do: we'll have one of our representatives stop by with a printed version of it. It's a little pamphlet, and uh, they're just going to hand it to you and you know shake your hand and, and get to meet you. That's you know. an awesome idea, James. I mean, yeah.
1: I'm surprised somebody hasn't thought about this before yeah. because and so, I mean, I've been it's doing kind it kind for... of what you've been doing with some of yeah. your clients, but right. it's and it's even a with much my own broader, even
0: with my own companies. And I, I sure. really, I, I had the relationship with the call center primarily for my own companies, you know, to do things especially
1: um, cc storage i would imagine
0: yes yes mm-hmm. absolutely and so we started you know doing this uh and you know we're getting 250 leads a week for cc storage right now wow um, which is pretty insane. And so um, anyway, all that to say, if, if there's uh, people out there, you know, if you've got a budget of, let's say 10,000 a month or more um, that you're looking to put into marketing lead generation, feel free to reach out to me directly. I'd am um, you know i be glad to jump onto Zoom and discuss. I don't know if we'll have too much capacity for another couple of months, uh, but if you reach out now, we can start that conversation. There's usually a bit that goes into it because before we can start calling, we have to usually create an ebook or I have to make some right. kind of campaign or you know, we, help, we help you launch a podcast or whatever. So if you're interested in that, just reach out to james at com, and my team will work to set up a Zoom with you. But it's something I'm really excited about that we've been seeing a lot of success with. Oh, I think that will be awesome, James. I've seen some of the stuff that you've done for
1: some of your clients. And I think you, if you just like expand that out.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's exciting. We're kind of
1: awesome scaling difference. it up, which is, is going to be pretty interesting. I think so too. I think scaling it up is the way to go
2: this is the insider's report with patty murphy brought to you by the green sheet for nearly 40 years the green sheet has been the go-to source for news analysis and educational tools that empower and connect payments professionals if you're not reading the green sheet already check it out on the web today at www.greensheet.com
1: well you know james as i reported last fall elon musk is coming after paypal Yes. banks and credit unions too right um in a january 9 message posted to most social media platform x mm-hmm. formerly known as twitter i'm not sure how much longer
0: we have to do that formerly known as twitter thing, well probably but... until he renames the app x that's probably it, it always yeah. drives and, me nuts and, i like yeah i'm always like on my phone scroll you know uh, i pull down to find the thing and i type x and it never comes it up it never comes it's, up it's yeah, twitter now. you're like i, I know. Mean, know but whatever
1: it's, yeah but <laughs> So, you know, um, you know, the Syrian entrepreneur, you know, confirmed what many had suspected since he purchased purchased the platform, X is being positioned to disrupt the payment space, right. in addition to being a vehicle for content creation and distribution. Right. The message was posted just days before X was granted a money transmitter license in Utah, right. making the industry state, which I have to admit, I did not know that was the industry state until I looked it up. You know, every state has its moniker. Yeah, Utah's the industry state. Okay. Um, So it's the 15th state to greenlight social, the social media platforms' request for a money transmitter license. Mm. Money transmitters are regulated primarily by the states, um, typically by state bank regulators, and they facilitate money exchanges. You know, one mm. of the first was like uh, MoneyGram, right? Those right. are, you right. know. Yep. Uh, but it's not unlike Venmo and Cash App and PayPal. So Muck, Muck, M- Musk has repeatedly said he wants X to become the everything app, right. akin to WeChat, the popular social media and mobile payments app mm-hmm. that dominates China with, last I looked at, over a billion users. Right. Um, so here's what here's what, um, what Musk said. He said 2023 was foundational for X and 2024 will be transformational. We Mm. will launch peer-to-peer payments, unlocking more utility and more opportunities for commerce and showcasing the power of living more of your life in one place. Mm. Now, the blog didn't offer any specific details. However, you may recall a few months ago, I reported that he had a call with staffers in which he said that the intention was for X to become the go-to app for all things financial, not just payments. Well, well, and so it's interesting for
0: those maybe that don't know the history. So Elon Musk I was Musk, gonna get into that, but go ahead. Yeah, well, <laughs> Elon Musk founded, you know, the company right. that ended up PayPal ended up buying them and they went with the PayPal name. Right. He already owned X.com at that point. And he at that point, to that. right. And his yeah. idea was to up in the financial markets. But what happened was every the, the company at its time was owned by Venture Capital. And it was like, well, wait a second, you know, we have this thing with PayPal, this money transfer with eBay and all that let's just go all in on that and the company would be worth a ton of money which it was they then sold the company giving Elon Musk 200 and i think 227 million dollars yes for his stake which was the money he used to start tesla and spacex but right. he was always he was always like that- i was
1: in fact yeah that's it he's always been on on um, you know always wanted to have a payments play yes um yeah. financial and, services um, in general yeah. and he's always wanted to sort of replace traditional financial institutions and and right. you're right about the whole, I was going to get into that, but thank you. Yeah. Sorry, um, I stole your, stole your thunder. <laughs> that's okay. You know, I, you explained it better than I could have. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing, you know, there's a hundred, according to um, the website, um, Inside Intelligence, there are 170.4 million Americans who say they will use P2P payments this year. Right. That's fewer than two out of three mobile phone users. Mm-hmm. Um, now these consumers already have established preferences, right? You know, Insider intelligence estimates that Zell dominates with 85.7 million U.S users, which really kind of surprised me
2: because
1: mm-hmm. I myself and several of my friends have so many problems with Zell that we've just given up on it.. Right. Um, my preferred is Zenmo, but uh, so mm-hmm. anyway, they have Zell has 87 85.7 million, Denmo 68.3, and Block's Cash app is fifty million. Right. But here's the thing, you know, future innovations are going ongoing with these digital wallets, which of course make for stickier wallet preferences. Mm-hmm. You know, PayPal. One of the things I love about PayPal is l- lately they added the digital smart receipts and right. package tracking, which I do a lot of online, and when I do online buying, I use PayPal as my preferred method. Um. Anyway, yeah. I think innovations like these by existing wallet providers are going to make it more difficult um, for consumers to switch their financial lives to X. But then again, Elon Musk has
0: accomplished things that none Force of us of ever thought I, were possible. You know, it's interesting. And I mean, who am I to question Elon Musk? Uh, but but we can. I, let's do it. It's fine. Let's do it anyway. <laughs> um, I will predict that this particular venture is going to be his least successful. I agree. For a couple of reasons. Number one, Twitter has been an absolute train wreck since he took it over. Mm-hmm. And I think I think what people, it, you know, it, it's easy, I think, as you become more and more successful to think, well, I'm so successful I could succeed at anything. Yes. But when you think about it, SpaceX and Tesla, um, you know, as well as um, uh, Starlink, Mm-hmm. Um, the boring company, Solar City. These are all companies that found white space where there was literally nothing, nothing. of significance, right? And then the way to win was to generate a very unique techn- technology solution, right? That upended the the that that, that not upended the market, created but created a new market, market. Really. Right. Now, yeah. the idea of coming to Twitter, I think, number one huge mistake was getting into a lot of nonsense politically and otherwise that greed polarize the platform it's like if you're looking at a network play then you want everyone on the platform you don't and you alienate. don't want to yeah and you don't want to use vulgar language about your advertisers <laughs> exactly right yeah so you know and again it's like well that's it's like that's elon musk but i think because of that he's best suited for these companies where he's building amazing technology where I don't care what Elon Musk says if I'm driving a Tesla, like that doesn't matter to me. Right? Right. But, right. But I think on a platform like Twitter, that's so tightly now linked with his personal brand, it's a problem. And then again, I think going after the payments industry, there are a lot of variables other than just making this great technology. So, right. you know, what's he gonna make? What's this P2B solution gonna be that's gonna blow our minds? I mean, right again maybe i'm yo know, could be way he's yo know, got this crazy genius mind but i mean as somebody who's been in the payments industry a long time and who's tries to stay on the bleeding edge i really don't know what he's going to create where it's like well, why would I ever use Zelle or Venmo again? Now there's X. Now that there's this, right. Like, I, I don't know what exactly. that's going to be. And, and, I mean, and again... But, you know, the thing is, too, is, like, you know, he had plans
1: like this way, way back when he was doing, right. you know, X.com. Which, which,
0: at that time, the plans at he had time, back then... And,
1: and what he created at that time was right. very successful. You
2: and know, if would the, biggest have, if was the, the biggest problem
1: was the biggest problem was the internecting
0: squabbling between the founders. The founders, which he won't have that problem now, but I guess my point being understand back then what he wanted to create was P2P payments, mm-hmm. neo banking, right? Mm-hmm. All of that. And if he would have created it, then that would have been a new market. Right. But exactly. The problem is he didn't and now right. that market already exists. And when I hear him talk about it, I get the feeling like he's trying to go back in time mm-hmm. and create a market that already exists.
1: Yeah, no, I, like, I, I agree. I, I, that's I that's been it. my feeling as well. And I, but, but yet, like I said, I mean, how many times have we thought that he would not do something that he did well, end up doing? Well, uh, there's a but lot I think, of I times... But I think our point is here that there's just so much uh, dedication and loyalty already yes. to these other platforms. Yes.
0: But it's a challenge. He's going to have to create something that really blows everybody away. And I just feel like that's a pretty high bar in the financial services space at this point in time, just because, again, it's there's time already exists. Like there's right. There's a lot. There's what, a lot. You know, he's so
1: and, and a money transmitter license is not a banking license.
0: Right. Correct. And and again, it's not like it's hard to get into the banking services right. thing today. But that's kind of the point. It's not hard to get into it. So right. That and, and yeah, unlike yeah. it was with the automotive <laughs> industry yeah. back. I, I really hope and, and I believe that at some point in the next decade, I really hope and believe that Elon is gonna realize that what he's trying to do with Twitter is trivial. Relative to his other pursuits, mm-hmm. um, I mean that's what everybody, his brother, has been saying that, and of course they just came out the new biography, which is fantastic if you haven't. Yeah, read I, I was, I was reading some um, excerpts. Walter but, yeah. Isaacson, I just read it, and it's like. Why did he do that you know so I, I hope that, I hope that he'll realize and shift his attention back to sending people to Mars and, and you know yeah, trying to, yeah. Solve, trying to solve the electric car thing and you know like that stuff and, and then, like um, I love the internet service Starlink is like fantastic. it's an amazing idea. So he has so many really cool innovative things that are that are changing humanity right that I, I hope that eventually this whole Twitter thing will he'll realize how trivial that is relative to the other things he's doing.
1: Yeah but. I think to, personally I think the Twitter thing more than anything else just
0: appeals to his ego well of course it does and i know
1: he's kind of like donald trump that way i mean hey i have this platform i can say whatever i want to say
0: yeah it's it's interesting a lot a lot of i think psychological things play into that and and again i think in his mind there's this genuine thing of preserving free speech which certainly is a valid uh pursuit but i am not sure that he's best positioned to accomplish that objective so no um anyway but but, yeah but anyway that's that's beside the point well that being said uh, you know if, let's see here, are me and patty going to be wrong or is elon musk going to be wrong well gee i don't know man that we're wrong so let's let's keep an eye on elon and see what he's doing let's keep there. i'm going to keep on this one
1: like i said i mean the last yeah. time we reported on this he had 12 money transmitter licensees
0: he's right. up to 15 right he's, but he's saying he's going to launch this this year and that's going to oh and he was going to launch self-driving cars eight years ago i think exactly or seven. so oh, yeah. yeah we'll see we'll see <laughs> thanks patty. thanks james